Well, hi, everybody. It's Rachel Klausner from Changemakers From Within. This is a very special episode because we don't have just one amazing CSR person, but we have two great social impact folks here with us today, both from Zendesk. We have Megan Trotter, who's a director of social impact focused on employee engagement programs. So we're going to get great perspective on that. And we also have Todd Leenart, who's another social impact director focused on external and sustainability programs. So we're really going to get the full gamut of social impact from Zendesk. And I'm so excited to have both perspectives here. So welcome, Megan and Todd. We cannot wait to have you here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. It's going to be fun. Cool. So let's, Megan, let's start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your path leading up to Zendesk? Mm -hmm. Totally. Uh, so I've been at Zendesk for six plus years, um, but prior to Zendesk, my background was all direct service nonprofits. So I worked with foster youth. I worked around the digital divide and access, public health research, um, and I'd actually been working with Zendesk on their kind of volunteerism from the nonprofit end for a couple years before a position opened up in San Francisco to really operationalize the volunteer program there. And so kind of came in in that capacity. And then as Zendesk grew and the demand for more volunteer programs around the globe grew, I kind of scaled in my scope and my role and was able to hire people uh, to kind of manage our, our global employee engagement programs, our grants from the Zendesk Neighbor Foundation, and, and really our connection with our local communities. Cool. I'm so excited. And just as a, as a preview to everyone listening, you are not going to believe the volume and breadth of volunteer programs that they have at Zendesk. It is, it is literally the most incredible thing I've ever heard. So get ready, everybody. Um, Todd, what about you? What was your path to today? Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm a year behind Megan, so I've been at Zendesk for five years. But um, actually, half of that I spent in um, building Zendesk's uh, sort of sales training. And that was really my background. I, I came from you know, 15 years of tech companies helping them with sales training and sales enablement. So it was very much on the business side and the sales and marketing side and, you know, had my own sort of midlife uh, wanting to have more impact and, and, and passion in my work. And I just happened to be at the right place at the right time with a great company and a very, um, you know, a leader who was willing to take a chance on me and say, you know, can you bring that side of the experience to our you know, to our social impact lens. And so that's how I landed here. That's awesome. So Megan, why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about Zendesk? Uh, what do you guys do? How big is it? Where are your offices? Yeah. Uh, so Zendesk is a software company focused around customer service. Uh, our headquarters are in San Francisco, but we have offices all around the globe. Um, in our social impact programs, we have formal programming in about 15 of our offices. Um, so really widespread employee base um, with a lot of different issues around the world. Super cool. And how many, how many employees are you? Yeah, and we have 4,000 plus employees. An interesting thing about Zendesk is that almost 50% of our offices and employees are outside the U.S. So when we think about social impact, we actually have to think quite differently because we can't just do this big, um, very focused San Francisco headquarters kind of, a, of event. Um, and it's and it shaped how, how we think about our work. Yeah, I think it also makes it super powerful because because you have folks everywhere, the international expertise almost, you can do so much good in a country when you have local offices there. Like you have a better sense of 
impact both you can be hands-on volunteering but they have better context as to like what the country is needing right then and there and so you're able to actually do a lot of great and social impact work internationally because you have so many offices everywhere Definitely. And we totally rely on that on the ground employee input to really be be guiding what we should be thinking about and what we should be focusing on. That's awesome. Todd, why don't you start? What's your focus at the company? Tell us more about your job. Yeah, so two main focuses for for what I do, which is one, how we donate our technology um, to nonprofits and to causes. Um, and we call that our Tech for Good program. And it's evolved over the years, um, but that's one big part of it. And then the other is really our sustainability and reporting, like, you know, doing our first ESG report. So um, we are really at the beginning of our sustainability journey, but uh, grow, trying to grow it rapidly. Super cool. I'm excited to dive in more to that. Um, Megan, what about you? What's what's your focus? Yeah, so my focus is really around employee engagement. So that's, you know, volunteering, educational opportunities, uh, advocacy opportunities, and then uh, our grants from the Zendus Neighbor Foundation. So where we give money and where we give time in our communities. Super cool. So I guess let's let's go back to Todd here. Tell us about the Tech for Good program, how it's evolved, how it started, where it is now. Sure. So actually, it started with Megan um, and the work that she had been doing in a lot of the communities uh, that we have employees at, like a fair amount of employees. We we had um, nonprofit partners that we would say, hey, in addition to, to, to volunteering, if you would like our technology, we would donate it to them. And, and, and that's how it started. But since then, we've tried to really grow it to say, like, where are their, you know, major uh, use cases, societal issues that that our technology actually is well equipped to help and that's not easy if you think about customer service software doing ticketing you know there's a lot of nonprofits who really that's not core to what they need to do to to deliver on their mission so we have been carefully um you know sourcing and finding opportunities um to go big and and i think the first one we we've really done that where we took our tech for good to a whole new level was with the international rescue committee who was trying to use technology to help refugees who were landing in a new country and what they needed was support. And that is what Zendesk does. And so it was just this wonderful fit and allowed us to be very international and, and go really big versus um, three to four people, you know, using it at a local nonprofit. And that's something where we're really trying to do and do differently um, is that, when we donate our technology, we also try to donate a lot of time and energy to help you be successful with that. And we've found that a lot of tech companies do that wrong with their tech for good. They just, they want to just say that they've given their, their software away and, and yay for us. Um, and those in the nonprofit can be burdened. And I think you'll find that that's a theme with Zendesk is how we try to do our best to unburden our relationship with a nonprofit and really think about their needs um, more than ours. And kudos to you guys, because I think sometimes when you set up, you know, social impact programs, you set it up and you're like, okay, it's been running for a few years and you just kind of let it run its course. And the fact that you guys took a step back to say, wait a second, the core issue here is impact, right? If we're just giving it away for free and saying, okay, yeah, we're giving X amount away to X amount of nonprofits, you know, that, that means one thing, but to actually showcase and have a nonprofit utilize your technology to its fullest extent, making sure it's the most impactful use case is 
very cool because I think it's it's hard to take a step back. So I I very much appreciate that you guys are doing that and, and really refocusing to see where your technology just solves this, you know, world problem. So you guys are doing a lot in, you know, a lot of good in this space and we're going to get into more throughout. But Megan, why don't we go back to you? Can you tell us a little bit about your volunteer, the volunteer programs that you guys run? I know, you know, we spoke a little bit about this before and I was like kind of shocked at the number of volunteer opportunities you guys offer. Why don't you walk us through what that looks like? Yeah, I would say, you know, in in pre-COVID times, uh, you know, a real cornerstone to our programs was in-person volunteering. And, and our initiatives were really driven by those local issues. We, we prided ourselves on partnering with small chapters of organizations or small local organizations that were really within almost walking distance of our offices and having that true local connection. Um, and in part of that was having lots of curated volunteer events. So in our headquarters in San Francisco, we were averaging, you know, four events a week that employees could go to. Wait, I just want and to pause think, there. Yeah. Is listening. She said four <laughs> events per week, not per month, per week. <laughs> and I think, I mean, yes, totally high volume. And I think what made these, these events so special is that we kept them pretty small. So our events would be like three to eight employees doing an activity. So you really get that opportunity to meet your fellow colleagues, feel like you're, you're making an impact, have that one-on-one connection with, uh, with maybe the re- recipients of your service. Um, so really saw that like cultivating this real community of giving through volunteering. Um, we just saw so many benefits. You know, our employees were energized by this. They felt proud by all of the things that we've done in our community and really felt that that neighborhood connection. That's really amazing. And so you guys do the volunteer work at all the offices? Yes. Yeah. So we run similar programs in about 15 of our global offices. Uh, definitely not the same scale and volume as San Francisco because we have less employees, but at least one event a week. Wow. And so who helps you organize those events? That's a lot of events. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have um, six folks that are kind of spread out across the globe um, and they kind of manage their office and their regions in kind of curating their events, managing those nonprofit relationships, doing all the communications around it. And then in each of those, each of those 15 offices, we have champions and we have committees that, that really drive that local conversation, that encourage folks to sign up, think of new ways to engage employees in our activities and learn more about the, the issues right around them. It's really amazing. So can you tell us a little bit, do you guys have any specific focus areas of your impact work? Totally. Uh, so great question. Uh, you know, as our approach has always been hyper local and really driven by where our employees are and where our offices are, as we've shifted to this virtual format, we've had to kind of re redetermine uh, what we care about. You know, if we can't really be all geographical focused, how do we move to focus areas into a more mission driven program? And so we've been kind of embarking on this uh, this process to determine what those are going to be. So we did a series of executive interviews. We did focus groups with our employee resource groups and our social impact committees. We did a 
few questions on our um, global employee engagement survey and kind of from there thought about, you know, which of these focus areas that came up to the top make sense for us as Zendesk as a tech company, as a customer service company, what makes sense for our social impact programming. So all of the different uh, ways that we can engage our employees and all of our stakeholders. And then hopefully we will land on four that will be really exciting for our employees. Cool. I'm excited to hear. Everyone stay tuned. <laughs> this is awesome. Todd, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the sustainability efforts you were talking about? Sure. Um, so as I mentioned, yeah, we, we we have spent maybe the last 18 months sort of really beginning this journey. It started with an employee um, who posted into our entire company Slack channel, like, why are we not measuring our carbon emissions and it got so much reaction um in fact at the time it was more than an announcement by our ceo a a week earlier about an acquisition we had made (laughs) of of another company so so we knew that there was something there and and i began the term because uh, i have my own personal passions about it but we had no precedent and and we really needed to just begin the basics and so um i feel like we're, we're at that and probably a lot of your listeners have either evaluating or doing the same things, which is we needed to measure our, our emissions and, and understand how that data collection process went within our, our customers. We needed to form some green teams and figure out what our employees wanted to learn or know or know that we were doing as a company and you know purchase carbon offsets and things like that. So we had begun that and, and, and feel really good. And what we're trying to do is take the same approach that Megan takes with uh, curated volunteering or that we've taken with Tech for Good, which is let's do the right authentic things that we can do well. So there's a lot of bad projects you can buy to offset and greenwash your, your company's efforts. And then there's really good quality ones. And maybe you can't do as many of them, but they're the right ones to do. And that's how we want to approach it. And we have a very, we're in a very privileged situation as a tech company with growing and decent budgets and, and, and a great leadership team that supports us. But we have a lot more to do in this space and, and really excited. I think our employees have told us loud and clear that climate change is something they want to see us invest a lot more in. So, um, you know, I welcome people's contact and sharing of ideas, but we're going to really try to go much bigger on on reaching carbon neutrality ahead of schedule, 100% renewable energy powered in all of our offices and data center, and and then really try to move to zero waste and teach our employees how to live more sustainably, uh, whether they're in the office or outside of the office. And that's really hard to do. Uh, it's going to take us some time, and, and sometimes people just don't don't get how, how long it is to, to, to change the needle on some of those things. Well, it's great that you guys are tackling it and crazy that it started from a Slack comment because that is, that is pretty cool. Not only that, you know, obviously it got a lot of, you know, response and people really cared about it, but then also I think it says a lot about your team and then also more broadly, like the, you know, the executive team to get behind it from a Slack comment, like that's to, to actually have someone focus on this in their role because someone made one comment on Slack is really cool. And um, kudos to your entire executive team and anyone who's kind of helping you guys push the needle on, on prioritizing 
things as they come up because that's that's a pretty fast moving um, thing. Usually there's like, it takes forever and you have to get more buy-in and there's like years in between a Slack comment and actually starting to like think about what that could look like. Definitely. Super cool. So obviously this year has been crazy with COVID and I'm sure things have shifted. Can you tell us, Megan, especially because this probably pertains a lot to your work, um, how, how has this last year looked um, for you guys? Yeah, I mean, the switching to virtual has been incredibly challenging and then also really exciting as to how can we engage our employees? How can we encourage them to feel passionate and connected to causes when they're not physically connected to them? Uh, So something that we've been piloting and we're excited to kind of continue through the years to come are really these awareness campaigns where we're thinking about that we can engage our employees, not just through volunteering, but we can really reach them through different educational opportunities, through advocacy opportunities in a ton of different formats, through speaker series, book clubs, through uh, we have a learning pathway called the lab so people can go through and learn about a certain topic. And so we did two pilot programs, one around the U.S. election and one around the refugee experience worldwide. And so we've kind of been running both of those in the second half of this year. And it's been really incredible to see, you know, our employees really want to to learn about the issues, to, you know, want to be reading kind of dense books on what the refugee crisis in Burma looks like. Um, So kind of seeing this new aspect of our employees that we haven't seen before. And I think something that we we really saw is this appetite for for more like realness around the issues. And and often we would we would couch our volunteering into the real fun social aspect, you know, go play seniors with or go play bingo with these feisty seniors and you're just going to have like a silly fun time where I feel like now we can change the conversation to like seniors are isolated. These are all the challenges that they're facing. This is why we're volunteering. And so really seeing this major shift in how we can approach our programs and a real appetite to, to learn more. Um, and we, we kind of, we wrapped our, our um, election campaign and did a post survey and got some great results. You know, employees learn something new. They want to continue to engage with social impact in this area. They shared the information that they learned with their network um, and really were inspired to do something different. So I think a lot of, a lot of shift to less of us being really prescriptive of like, here are the ways that you can engage in your community to, to more giving people the tools. Here are all of the issues that are happening. Here are the different ways that you can engage and you can plug in whatever way makes sense for you. I love that you guys are going deeper and then also more broad in terms of types of activities. Like I think that's just really valid. Not everyone, I mean, we're seeing it, not everyone is always has the time necessarily to volunteer because they have to go pick up their kids or whatever. Their schedules don't allow them to physically be at a specific event, but allowing for book clubs and these other kinds of virtual ways to engage and learn about a topic is really, really great and excited. This is always an interesting question, but would love to hear where does uh, social impact sit in the company structure? We report up through our CFO. And, you know, we had for the last several years reported up through sort of the legal, which is is maybe something similar to that your your listeners will, will understand. Definitely in our company, it's not a marketing thing. So there has never been a question about us reporting up through that channel to like brand this work as like, 
you know, it has come from a very authentic place. And it turns out that our CFO just, she is wonderful supporter of it and wanted to kind of help us think and look at it from a different perspective, you know, after being four or five years in, in a different department. So, um, but we really run autonomously and broadly through, you know, through the org. We're not really attached to any, any function, in my opinion. Megan, would you agree? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we're seeing a lot of that, especially in companies of your size, that it just is the executive that is like the most passionate and is just like a great champion of social impact generally is where, you know, the group sits. But then again, it's obviously, you know, like in this case, it's finance. Sometimes it's something totally different. It's generally not necessarily directly connected to the actual work of that champion, but it's just that they're so passionate about it and they make sure that you guys get a seat at the table and, you know, everything you're working on has, you know, greater visibility across the org. And who else is on the social impact team with you guys? So I know you mentioned some folks, Megan, how many people are you guys? So in total, we're 10. Um, So our boss is uh, the VP of social impact and public policy. And then on my program team, I have six folks kind of overseeing the employee engagement piece. Awesome. So, so yeah, for Tech for Good and sustainability, there are, there are three of us focused on this to get all together. Super cool. And I just want to say, like, the ratio of number of employees at the company to number of folks that are working on social impact work, it is incredible. I mean, I, I mean, it's amazing. I think just the prioritization, it's very clear that even just knowing that, um, just the prioritization of impact work at Zendesk is pretty high. That's really incredible. I would love to just take a kind of a bigger step back and ask each of you this question, but let's start with you, Megan. Where, what's next for social impact programming at Zendesk and what's the 10-year vision? Yeah, I mean, I think we'll continue on this path of really taking more of a social justice perspective and and really focusing on our cause areas and having them become really cornerstones to our programs. Um, So what we're looking at is doing month-long awareness campaigns around our cause areas that will have, you know, all of the components that we've been testing out this year. So our book clubs, our Slack channels, all of these ways to engage and really trying to align, you know, these bigger global broad issues uh, with also our local community support that will continue in our geographic locations, you know. So for example, if we're focusing on food insecurity, you know, we have a big partner. We're, we're thinking about food insecurity on the global level, but we're still not forgetting our communities in San Francisco. Um, so seeing this, this blending between kind of the big picture and, and what's right in your backyard. Cool. And what about for you, Todd? How do you think about the future of kind of impact at Zendesk? Yeah, I mean, we are very fortunate, as you mentioned, to have like a lot of resources and support and our employees are are actively engaged. The groundwork um, is there. I I think that what would be super interesting to watch with our company and with a lot of companies in the next 10 years is does social impact and CSR work become more and more integrated into like the general well thought out business strategy of the company? So if you look at somebody like VMware or even Microsoft, they have decided that thinking about sustainability, thinking about stakeholder capitalism is core to 
how they think about building an, an, the next office, how they think about hiring and advertising to, to talent. It, it threads everything. And we are not there. I think we, we love the idea, um, but it's going to take, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be affected by a number of things. But I, I really am optimistic that for a lot of companies, especially companies in our sector who, who talent is, is everything, that we, you know, we want to work to make a, our work a, a, a viable business strategy rather than like a feel good um, appendage to, to the work that the, the rest of the company is doing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, well guys, thank you so much, Megan and Todd for being a part of the podcast. This was really wonderful and the programming you guys are doing is above and beyond. So, um, I'm excited to share all that out. We'll have a blog post with more details on all the programming you guys are doing so folks can read up. Um, and thank you for being a part of it. Thank you. Thank you for having us. 